Hello and welcome to the Eating Disorder Therapist podcast. This is a podcast to help you find peace with food and overcome disordered eating. And I'm Harriet Frew, aka the Eating Disorder Therapist. And I'm so excited to share with you all kinds of stories, tips, information and guest interviews to help you on your journey in finding peace with food. So today it's me and I'm going to be talking about five binge triggers and how to stop them. Now, clients will often ask me, how can I avoid binging when the urge to reach for food feels so incredibly strong? Now, it can seem like this driving force that can't be ignored and it can't be rationalized away, like an itch that needs to be scratched a desire or want that can only be satisfied fully through food alone. And it might be all you can think about. Conversations with others blur gently into the background, work becomes a mindless irritation and your surroundings become irrelevant. Nothing, nothing at all sometimes can feel as important as the pursuit of food. Now I think that sometimes when you reach this point, you've already mentally made the decision to binge and it's so hard at this point to make a U-turn and to withdraw because it's not really the time when rational thought or reasoned logic get a look in. So more helpfully, it's useful to retrace your steps and to try and recognize the triggers that might have contributed to this need to binge. Why? Because I believe that binges don't just come out of the blue. Now they might appear to do so, and you may feel very confused about your behavior. However, if you look a little below the surface and start to consider the possible triggers and situations that may have cumulatively led you to this point, you can begin to get some clarity. So what are these five common triggers for binging? Number one, you're depriving yourself with your eating. Now you might be following a set of rules rather than listening to what your body wants to eat. For example, you might be thinking, I shouldn't eat at this time, or I mustn't eat carbs. I'm only allowed so many calories per day. Now, of course, deprivation tends to work only for so long before your body comes back fighting. Your poor body doesn't want to be hungry or feeling restricted or restrained. And just as our ancestors would have feasted after the famine, your instinct after depriving yourself will be to eat and eat and compensate for the previous lack. This is like a survival strategy. Now, Even if you feel that in reality you're not depriving yourself, you might think, well actually, I'm eating all this cake and chocolate every day. Unless though you're genuinely permitting these foods into your life, then you're always going to attach guilt, enticement, naughtiness, rebellion, and secret eating to these foods. So instead, once you genuinely allow every single food back into your eating choices, then the paradox is that you'll probably eat a lot less of these foods long-term. Because why would you need to binge on cakes 
if you allow yourself to sit down and enjoy that delicious slice of your favorite dessert. Eating it mindfully and tasting and savoring every single bite. Number two, second reason that might be a binge trigger. You're slogging away at life too much. Now, people that binge eat generally, generalization here, but often have incredibly high expectations of themselves. You might be a perfectionist. You might feel quite guilty if you sit down and relax. You might feel guilty if you take a break, you know, take some time out in the day. Now, as human beings, for mental well-being, we all need our breaks, our relaxation, our pleasure, and our fun dispersed between the jobs and obligations. Now, when you don't allow these necessities into your life, then you're going to feel possibly quite tired, bored, a bit jaded. You might also feel quite short of energy, and you might be very tempted then to perk yourself up and sort of self-care by using food. Now, of course, food does kind of work in the short term. It does kind of give you a break if you go and eat. It does give you a bit of energy. It might improve your concentration. But fundamentally, if you're always turning to food as the way to self-care, it's not really going to satisfy those deeper needs. It's not going to kind of solve the fact that you're too tired or you're overworking or whatever you're doing. So make sure you inject enough pleasure and relaxation into your life. Otherwise, you could be using binging as the one time of the day where you actually get off the treadmill of life. And it's a way of almost kind of giving yourself a break, but without giving yourself permission to have the break. So it's quite an interesting sort of scenario there. Number three, you're struggling to manage how you're feeling. So maybe you feel that you're sensitive and things affect you deeply. Joyful news can be as overwhelming sometimes as dealing with life's little knocks, setbacks and problems. You might feel that your head is exploding and your thoughts are racing at 100 miles an hour. You might want some escape and relief from this. And food, just food is all you can think about. Now, food can be an effective distraction and a way of dissociating from your feelings for a temporary period, allowing you relief and comfort. The problem is, though, I guess, is the feelings don't really go away. And this is when it might be really helpful to get some some support in beginning to understand your feelings and make sense of them more. Because it's not that we should never turn to food to deal with our feelings. You know, emotional eating is part of life. But again, you don't want it to be your kind of primary turn to. You want to feel that you can deal with your feelings in other ways too. And for a start even, I guess you want to feel that you can even notice your feelings. You can name your feelings because you may be very dissociated from them. Number four, another trigger for binging. You're giving vast amounts of negative attention to your body. So you might be obsessively weighing yourself, you might be body checking and looking in the mirror, or you might be labeling yourself unkindly. You might be comparing yourself with your friends or people on Instagram. Now this can be a recipe for feeling dissatisfied with your body and also very anxious. 
and you're then really vulnerable to expressing your unease through food, either by binging or depriving yourself or bringing in rules and clamping down rigidly on your eating. Now, of course, this may work for a little bit until you know you can't sustain that deprivation and you fall back into the binge cycle. So really think about how you treat your body through your words, through your thoughts and through your actions. And if you can take a bit of a step back from doing that comparing, that weighing, that body checking, it's going to help you focus less on your body and you're less likely to get drawn back into that restriction and binging cycle. Fifth thing which can be a trigger for binging, you're feeling negative, low and depressed. So you may be in a really low place and you may just feel like, why not just make myself feel even worse? You know, what's the point? Who cares? I'm not worth it. You may just feel like you want to sabotage everything and turning to food is just really wrapped up in your self-sabotage. Now, if you feel that you are constantly self-sabotaging and you have really kind of have deeper problems with your worth, this is a time as well where you might want to seek some counselling and to really try and make sense of that and unpick this further because it's probably related to things that have happened to you in your life through different life experiences, through different things that have triggered how you feel about yourself. And I think the tricky thing with this as well is often these kind of deep-rooted issues have often then kind of got projected onto food and your body. So the way you're trying to solve these deeper issues is by kind of dieting, changing your body in an attempt to boost self-worth. But of course, it may work fleetingly, but it doesn't really get you to the place you want to get to. Because actually, you know, losing weight is not the kind of miracle cure for boosting self-worth and feeling really good about yourself. Um, it's about lots of other things. So if you relate to any of these things and you find yourself binging on a regular basis and feeling out of control around food, if it's affecting your relationships, your work and your social life, it might be the time to start thinking about getting some support. And binge eating is something that is treatable and it's something that there are many more professionals now out there who can support you with this and also many NHS services now as well do offer support for binge eating. So, hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're not following me already, do seek me out on Instagram at The Eating Disorder Therapist. And if you'd like to receive weekly articles and tips to your inbox, do sign up at my website at rethinkyourbody.co.uk. And if you sign up where you see the kind of uh, free, can't speak, body image leaflet, that puts you on my mailing list so you can receive those blogs to your inbox. Thank you so much for listening today and I look forward to sharing another podcast episode with you very soon.